Welcome back to Let Me Be Brief, the podcast we like to go straight into business. Uh, on behalf of Andy Rieger, right next to me with Jay Rieger, Chase McNulty with Charlie Hustle. We have Let It Fly Media. I'm Matt with Swellspark, and we have Dion with uh, Mazuma Credit Union. And so, um, first and foremost, what does your company do? So, uh, Mazuma is basically a not-for-profit financial institution. So we do everything that a bank does, financial products and services, but we do it not for profit. So we are owned by our members, um, which means that we don't have shareholders we have to pay. We can offer everything, usually at much cheaper and better rates and just better overall. So how has this really come about? I mean, it, you know, the, the traditional bank model has been around for the entirety of time. How do these credit unions really pop up so quickly? And you know, why has it sort of been so long since this has become a thing? So our credit union actually started in 1948. We're over 70 years old, and it's a really cool story. So a, um, a guy down in Kansas City named Joe Pinker Tim and his wife, Wyla, um, were just, just discouraged by banks in general, just tired of the whole banking system after the Great Depression. So they decided to start a credit union, just very grassroots, organic, took a shoebox and walked up and down the train tracks in Kansas City collecting deposits. And they'd collect deposits, lend them out, and just very, very, very casually open or run the credit union. The first deposit was $5. And so that is uh, probably what makes it even more cool that now the credit union is over $700 million in assets. Um, we serve over 70,000 Kansas Cityans. And um, for being 70 years old, probably the hardest part is just getting the word out. Um, since we are not-for-profit, we don't have a ton of money for marketing and advertising. So it's just pretty much organically getting the word out, which takes a really long time. So in terms of you know the assets and liabilities coming from the banking sector myself, where's the differentiating factor between a traditional bank and a credit union? I mean, does your, do your assets have to match your liabilities? Do your deposits have to match your loans? Can you borrow and leverage up your deposits in order to provide more loans to the credit members? Sort of where's the differentiating factor? So the main differentiator is instead of paying the shareholders, we get to return those profits um, back to the members, basically setting better rates um, and lower fees. Uh, it is... Um, Kind of a pretty cool model, but does have its challenges because we can't invest in a lot of the things that normal banks and financial institutions can invest in. So from a customer-facing education standpoint, it sounds like oversimplified, you're having to do two things. You're having to educate folks about how a credit union is different from a bank in the first place, and then educate folks within knowledge base of credit unions of why you all are doing a better job serving folks here in Kansas City. Talk to me about what makes you all special in Kansas City in particular. I love Kansas City. <laughs> so our um, our purpose is a little bit different from other financial institutions, even credit unions. Um, we established a purpose that is not really derived from um, kind of making profit or helping our members first and foremost. It's actually making Kansas City a better place to live, work, and bank. So our unique differentiator is uh, we've got that bigger picture in mind. And everything else will will be done or through the lens of making Kansas City better um, as a result of that. So the majority of our money gets funneled back to not only our members, but the community that we're here to serve. And so with those loans that you're returning back to the shareholders with lower rates, et cetera, I mean, what are the typical comparisons to a bank? Is it typically easier to get a loan, more difficult to get a loan? Is the rate noticeably different than a bank? Is it? Not very noticeable compared to a bank. It really depends on what type of loan it is and the timing of it. But um, it usually is a lot easier to get a bank or get a, a loan through the credit union than a bank. Um, we can look at a financial picture and a situation a lot more deeper and um, uh, 
kind of through a different lens than the banks can. Banks have typically strict underwriting criteria. We have a little bit more leeway to look at the entire picture and help members. And so do credit unions abide by all the same regulatory bodies that traditional banks have to abide by? We do. Uh, banks uh, abide by um, FDIC, insurance coverage limits and regulations. We have NCUA. So it pretty much is the same infrastructure. It's just, again, the lens of um, what we look through that guides our, our decisions. It's not derived by just making money. It's by how big of an impact can we make when we get back to the, the members in the credit union. So growing up, I always thought of a bank or a credit union as just the person you go to that takes your money. And then mm -hmm. when you need it back, you go and they give it back to you. And as I've been in business now for the last seven or eight years, you come to realize how important of a role bankers and folks at credit unions play in the business community here in Kansas City and the ability to grow and just all of the things. And so there's a humanizing aspect that I think a lot of a lot of people don't have the opportunity to see that unless maybe you work in business. But to humanize this conversation a little bit more, I'd, I'd love to mo know more like, tell me about you. How did you get into this industry? Were you always like, when I grow up, I want to work for a credit union? Or, <laughs> I mean, how did yeah. you get to where you're at? So I became a part-time teller at a bank. And when I was going to college, actually hated math, hated it. <laughs> so I wanted to actually become, um, go into media journalism. Okay. So went through uh, the School of Journalism at University of Nevada, Reno, anything so I did not have to take math courses. But as I started getting into the banking field and the industry, I realized it wasn't about math. It was not about money and finances. It was about people and mm -hmm. connecting to people and kind of helping them through all of their lives' journeys. And so that kind of uh, was what gave me the fuel and the passion to keep going. Yeah. So as we talk about maybe COVID, if we can change the subject a little bit, but um, there's been a lot of people with a lot of needs, a lot yes. of businesses with a lot of needs. How do you feel like you all have been able to step up in order to help serve the needs of so many people and businesses who have had life changes, uh, tremendous life changes over the course of the last four or five and, months? And as an added question on that, not only the, the change in the business model a little bit, really the adaption, but you know, where does the adaption differ from how a bank would be able to adapt? So we have a couple of different ways that we're, we're approaching this. One is, um, again, kind of highlighting the fact that credit unions are here to help people in good times and in hard, but we really, really kind of shine when times are rough. So we've come out of a lot of these um, previous situations, um, societal issues or economic crashes, where this is our time to shine. Um, we have a people helping people philosophy. So we kind of lean into it instead of kind of button up and tighten up um, our financial resources. Uh, with this, we um, kicked into gear almost immediately with uh, um, loans and loan modifications and skip-a-pay programs and anything and everything that we could do to help our members, uh, waiving fees and just trying to figure out how we could be there, um, even setting up customized approaches to every single member that, that needed us. Um, so we've been able to help uh, over 50 businesses with the payment protection program and, and all of those banking-type needs. Um, even more so, though, we were able to, to fund the Kansas City Relief, COVID Relief Fund, so we were able to be part of the starting kind of found up um, funders of that program. Um, and we've got a 40 hours for good program, which means that we pay every single one of our Mizumans 40 hours a year, paid volunteer time to just get out and serve, um, give back in whatever ways they possibly can. Um, and that's kind of just who we are and what we look for these opportunities to kind of deepen our purpose and our meaning. You know that a company has good culture when you have your own name, Mizumans, is, mm -hmm. is the word, right? <laughs> 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 well, well, to stop right there, what does Mizuma stand for? 
It stands for many in Yiddish, <laughs> and it has absolutely no meaning whatsoever other than the fact that we, again, we went through a rebranding to where we wanted to be a little bit more fresh. We were over 70 years old, but we didn't want to be stagnant. We wanted to just kind of be reborn, um, reestablish our identity. So went through a rebranding, renamed, uh, just became a little bit more quirky, um, less stuffy and stodgy. Uh, we've got a Mazuma band. And that band is led by our chief lending officer. It's like he's been his dream his whole life. Um, and every uh, band member is part of Mizuma. Um, we just kicked off our barbecue um, team. We have a Mizuma food truck and trailer. Amen. And again, it's more about um, not bringing attention to us or what can we get out of it from a business development aspect. It's more about how can we add to kind of the vibrancy and coolness of Kansas City and how can we just kind of be a part of, of the really cool community that we have. You've been in operations, you've been the chief experience officer, uh, you're now running the ship, right? But what uh, the experience of baking, I think, has changed uh, maybe as much as any, any industry over the course of the last 10, 15 years as we become more reliant on, on phones and, you know, web face and, and all this. So how have you helped lead the charge? Um, and I think with that, like, wh how, what influences you to make decisions now, not mm -hmm. just post-COVID, but in, in this world of technology? It's people. People, people, people. So even though technology is changing rapidly, the way that we do business is changing, the delivery channels are changing, technology is available and offering us so many more conveniences, it really boils down to those things are not here to replace what we're here to do. It's just to change it. And maybe it's not as much about us investing in delivering the products and services and maintaining and tr doing the transactions, but creating different experiences, making it easier for us to just connect and actually have fun and enjoy life together. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of that that people side. When you're talking about experiences, do you guys like to, uh, I guess it's kind of difficult to really talk about this in the middle of COVID, but you know, are these things that you like to do and you like to take clients off-site and do things? Do you like to just create a better experience within your business? Because obviously we've been talking a lot about banking and the traditional model, and you even use the words of stale um, from time to time. Are you finding that there are you know ideas and things that a, a traditional financial institution doesn't do that you guys say why not? Let's do it. Or is it kind of still people want out there and businesses want that traditional model and that um, older approach because it's just what everyone's used to and money is more serious? We're trying to find that balance. So when we went through the rebrand, we actually had a spokesperson um, named Mizuma Mike. We found him from the um, uh, the um, comedy club downtown Kansas City because we wanted that just kind of fresh face, the uh, lower the intimidation factor, the the stuffiness and the stodginess, and make it more relatable. Um, so we went through a complete kind of cycle of trying to break that uh, kind of image. Um, it went a little bit too far, so now we're kind of trying to find the, that middle ground between being that reputable, trusted financial partner when people are working with us and their money, but still not being that intimidating, walking into kind of ivory halls and, and pillars. Um, we are here to serve members as they try to figure their financial lives out, um, not to uh, to kind of make them feel intimidated or um kind of put up barriers to, yeah. to getting what they need. So being that you're, you know, more or less like this this fun second coming of the banking industry as these credit unions are trying to make Mazuma this really incredible local brand that really uses Kansas City as its pivot point, got to ask the question, are credit unions able to lend into this growing marijuana industry? 
We are actually at conferences constantly across the country, um, working with legislators. We have a um, credit union, MAPS Credit Union, actually in Portland, um, Eugene area, who is kind of our um, our pilot. And Guinea pig, we like to call that. Yes. She's been actually <laughs> doing it, their program, almost for 10 years now. So way before this ever, ever became a, a sweeping kind of industry or um, societal need. So we've got a lot of people in the industry, the credit union industry. We hike the hill um, in Washington, D.C. every year. We're constantly working with legislators and other businesses to figure out what and how do we serve this need um, and when is it right and what does that look like? So. We could talk banking all day. I know, Andy, you could talk banking all day for sure. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll do a the, version the, two of this yeah. exact podcast. <laughs> the, the, the purpose about. of the, the name of this is Lemmy Be Brief. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm failing at this. Grammatically, no, we're doing great. <laughs> grammatically incorrect, and that's okay. Um, but I have to end, right? My whole thing is experiences. We do axe throwing. We do escape rooms. There's the experience of going to the J. Rieger Distillery. What is maybe the best experience, not, not business-related, just in life? What's the coolest thing you've ever done? I think that that would have to go back to what I was sharing with you before, just living on my land while I built a log home without having any building experience whatsoever. So just going through that step by step and the people that I got to meet and the experiences that I got to have taught me what uh, um, what goes into something like that. So What kind of logs did you use? What trees? Uh, Doug fir. They were about 24-inch diameter Doug fir okay. and pretty much did everything. By yourself. Mm-hmm. So you picked them up by yourself and placed them by yourself. Used pulleys off of other wow. trees on the land, so didn't even use a boom truck. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So part I'll have to bring of, you pictures later. Yeah. Part two of this podcast in their day is going to be talking about a log cabin. Part three will go back to banking. <laughs> but in the meantime, it's been so great to have this time with you today. Thank we appreciate you. you making time in the, in the middle of your busy day, and, and we'll look forward to being in touch soon. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Dion. If you need thank anything you. from banking, don't forget Mizuma Credit Union.